Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God requires forgiven people to forgive. You see, God speaks to us. When I mentioned to you this morning a hurt, divorce, settlement, a business deal, somebody in your family, a spouse, somebody got fired from a job, when I mention that, boom, it comes right into your mind. Well, look what the scripture says in Mark 11. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him. How serious is God about forgiveness? God is not just extending an invitation to participate or giving a suggestion for a Christian living. No, the Lord requires forgiveness of his children. Today, Pastor Mark will define forgiveness and teach on its importance. If you expect God to forgive you unconditionally, then why is it so difficult to think he should expect the same out of you towards others? Examine your life today and see if there are any broken relationships that could be easily fixed if you just chose to forgive those who wronged you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark with his continuing study entitled, The Power of Forgiveness. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Matthew chapter 18. The story is told of two monks who had gone on a day's journey. During the day, the weather had become very nasty. On the way home that evening, they had to cross a flooded creek where a woman who needed help to get to the other side was waiting. Seeing her dilemma, one of the monks physically picked her up and carried her across that flooded creek. Well, later that evening, the monk who didn't help the woman condemned the one who did, saying, you were wrong this afternoon to help that lady. You know that in our order, we're not allowed to have dealings or physically touch anyone from the opposite sex. To which the other monk replied, I only carried her across the stream. You are carrying her still. Today we want to talk about what you might be carrying from the past. Understand that in our lives we have hurts. All kinds of things take place. And because of that, we have to learn to handle divorce, church problems, physical problems, abuse problems, rape problems, debt problems, a job firing, 
all kinds of family deals. And so Jesus gives us this incredible parable about the power of forgiveness. Matthew 18, verse 21. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times or seven times 70, sometimes 490 times. The the whole deal was forgiveness is unlimited. So Jesus gives us this incredible parable. Parable is simply an earthly story with a spiritual meaning. To understand it, let's remind ourselves of the three players. Number one, in this parable, when you see the word servants, that means you, Christians, a Christ follower. When you see the word king or master, it means God. And when you see the word debt, in a spiritual application, it means the word sin. So those are the players. That's the definition. It is a practical uh, illustration, but it has a spiritual meaning. Let's begin in verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents, in other words, millions of dollars, was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and children and all that had to be sold to repay the debt, in other words, the sin. Well, the servant, the Christian, the Christ follower, fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master, God, knowing that this man, didn't matter if he lived in Melbourne or Vieira, knowing that this man couldn't ever repay the debt, sin, took pity on him, had grace on him, and he canceled the debt and let him go. You can't be a real Christian. You can't certainly be a Christ follower and live with unforgiveness. It doesn't work. can't happen. It's not right. So in our passage, we're going to see that the teaching that Jesus gives is not theoretical. Wow, nice concept, forgiveness, power of forgiveness. No, it's very practical. Now, once I'm forgiven by God, what's my response? What's my response to God's forgiveness? Well, look at verse 28. When the king paid the debt of the servant and let him go, did the king assume that the servant would be graceful to other people? Tell me. Yeah, because that's what? It's just the natural thing to do. Well, watch what happens. Watch what happens. But when the servant, that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him hundreds of dollars instead of millions. He grabbed him, began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me. I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Well, what is real forgiveness? How do we define it? Here it is. To forgive is to set someone free from a debt they owe because of a wrong done to you. You cancel the debt. You forgive. You set them free and it sets you free. 
You see, when someone hurts us, we feel they're trans, well, they're trespassing on my rights. And they owe us big time for the pain that we've all suffered. I've suffered a lot. If you're ever in ministry, certainly if you're ever at the top of the ministry, you're shot at from all over the place. I've been in this all my life. My dad was in it. My grandpa was in it. So I understand the pain just like you do. I have, this isn't theoretical. What I'm teaching you today, I have to practice. All the pastors here have to practice as well as you. You see, I think with the pain, if I can get revenge, if I can get even, if I can get payback, if something bad happens to them, yeah, I'm free. No, it's exactly the opposite. See, forgiveness, not payback, is what sets me free from pain and suffering. Forgiveness not payback, not revenge, not getting even, is what frees me. That's hard for us to understand. The word forgiveness is a neat word because right in the middle of forgiveness is a little four-letter word. The word is simply give. Give. Forgiveness. What does that mean? It's undeserved. It's unmerited. It's free. In other words, to free someone is to say, you don't deserve it. You haven't earned it. I'm choosing to set you free. You say the debt, the hurt that they've caused you, you're releasing them from it. Now, here's the question. Pastor Mark, why do I have to forgive? Well, here's the first answer. You don't need any other answer. God requires forgiven people to forgive. God requires forgiven people to forgive. Well, if I've crossed this bridge, am I a forgiven person? Tell me. You're a forgiven person. So the first thing is God requires. It's not an option. God requires forgiven people to forgive. You see, God speaks to us. When I mentioned to you this morning a hurt, divorce, settlement, a business deal, somebody in your family, a spouse, somebody got fired from a job, when I mentioned that, boom, it comes right into your mind. Well, look what the scripture says in Mark 11. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him. So that your father in heaven may forgive whose sins? Mine. This is very strange. In other words, my forgiveness by God, which gets me over here to be a Christ follower, is tied to my forgiveness of you. And you're going to see in a little while, if I won't forgive someone else, God doesn't forgive me. Why did God do that? Because he requires forgiveness. He wants us to be like God. In fact, it's so easy for us. Colossians 3.13, you see it on the overhead, I think is a crystal clear verse. It's crystal clear what Paul writes. Make allowance for each other's faults. And here comes this word again. Forgive anyone, can't limit it, who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. 
So you must, not choice, not option, not when I'm ready to, you must forgive others. Simply, this is the way I remember it. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Well, how is that? When I asked God from the past to forgive me, he didn't go into all the deals. I said to him, God, I've sinned. I want to come to you. He forgives me. And he won't turn anyone away. It doesn't matter what your past is. Now that I'm a Christian, I'm over here in this land, do I still need forgiveness? Hello? Yes. yes. Did you need it this week? Yes. That, yes. <laughs> I still needed forgiveness. Did I deserve it? No, because here's what I do. I say, God, forgive me of that. He says, again? Does he? No, he doesn't. Why? Because when he forgives, he forgets. But I remember it again because the last time I did it, here's what I said. I won't do it again. But I did do it again. So do I deserve it? I do not deserve it. So I'm to forgive as I've been what? Forgiven. Whoa. That puts a different slant on it. You see, forgiven people forgive. I'm to be like God. Well, here's, sometimes when we hear this word forgiveness, you go, that's my God, I don't care, I don't like that. Sometimes the reason we don't like it is we're confused about what forgiveness is not. We think if I'm going to be forgiving, that I just let people take advantage of me forever. I'm the doormat. If I put my head, my head here in the, in the axe here, just let them pound it till I'm dead because I'm going to be like Christ. No, let me give you four things this morning quickly, and I'll go through them very quickly. What forgiveness is not. What forgiveness is not. Number one, forgiveness is not approving or minimizing the wrong. When we forgive someone, it's not because what they did wasn't wrong. Now, sometimes that can be true, but most of the time when someone's hurt us, they did do something wrong. By forgiving them, I'm not approving them Uh, Not approving of the wrong the person did. When Christ brought me, and let's say this week you sinned or you lied or maybe even committed adultery or whatever. When God forgives you, he isn't approving of that. It's okay, cool, just go ahead and do it again. Not at all. And so when I forgive a person, I'm not approving what they did against me. I'm not minimizing the seriousness. That's between them and God. Number two. Forgiveness is not taking the blame for the wrong. Satan knows how to torment us. He knows how to play mind games. He's a liar and he's a deceiver. Often he whispers to us, if you've been hurt, well, yeah, that person did wrong, but it's really all your fault. You're the one that caused it. You brought on the wrong. And so pretty soon... I'm taking all the guilt. Well, no. Forgiveness doesn't mean taking on the blame for the wrong someone else did to you. Don't listen to Satan. Number three, big one. Forgiveness does not mean automatic trust. Let me give you an example. Let's say somebody comes to you, another Christian, wants to go in business with you. Says, I got this great deal. I've done the research. Looks terrific. So you're a Christian. They're a Christian. You go into business together. 
And uh, as you go into business together, uh, you're, you're equally yoked, so there's no problem there. But after you're in business a few months, you notice that you're losing your shirt. And you say, can I see those records again? And so you actually see the records, and your friend, falls, your Christian friend, falsified all the records. And you end up going bankrupt. I know this for a true story from an individual in their past before they even became a Christian. So you go bankrupt. Now, you have that hurt in your life. What are you going to do with it? Well, what did we teach you this morning? Let's see if you can remember. Forgiven people have to what? Have to forgive. So do I have to forgive that person? I have to forgive them. So I forgive them. I release it. I cancel the debt. He comes next Friday and says, I got a great business deal. (laughs) What do you say? No, thanks. I'm not interested. Get out of my life. Why? Because you now don't what? You don't trust him. Well, I'm a Christian. I have to to trust him. I have to just walk right back in and get broke again. This really plays out in the rut many times when pastors deal with adultery. This is the way I handle it. A couple sit before me and one of the individuals has committed adultery. This person admits they've committed adultery. You're the one that's the innocent spouse. What do you have to do to your spouse? Tell me. You have to forgive them. Is that right? It is right. Who says it's right? Calvary Chapel says it's right. No, no, no. God says, you're forgiven, you have to forgive. Do you now trust them the moment you forgave them? Absolutely not. Why wouldn't you trust them now? Because they've been lying to you forever. So what happens? That's the whole thing about rebuilding a marriage after there's been adultery. Why? One thing. Trust rebuilding takes time. So trust never comes immediate. In fact, very often, it takes four to five to six months before trust is back, and it's okay. You see, one of the great things about being a Christian, if you lay down at night, and you know that you've asked God to forgive you, you can lay next to your spouse if you're married. I don't have any doubt that my wife is favorable to me, has not cheated on me, and I haven't cheated on her. See, because we built trust for 40 years. That's a wonderful thing. But when trust is broken, it's hurtful. And so I must forgive, even though I don't want to. You're going to see later, forgiveness is not an emotion. It's an act of the will. I must. But then I don't trust. The other person can't be trusted yet. They will have to earn that trust. And so that's where the difficulty comes. So forgiveness doesn't mean I trust them immediately. No, that will never happen. Number four, forgiveness does not mean you allow someone to keep hurting you. Let's say you're in an abusive, hurtful relationship. We have those all over the place. If you're in a hurtful, abusive relationship, do you have to forgive the abuser? Yes, you do. 
But God doesn't want you to physically stay in that abusive circumstances. Forgiveness doesn't mean allowing this person just to continue to hurt you again and again and again. I see this. I've seen this all my life. I worked in hospital, as you know, in pharmacy for years, and I was a director, and I used to go to the ER, and you see these ladies that would come in week after week after week, beat and beat and beat and beat, go right back into the situation because they had to be a forgiving person. That is not right. The Bible doesn't want you to be abused and physically beaten up and quite often killed, or they kill the other spouse. You see, you must forgive... You must release the debt, then get yourself to a safe place where you can get on with life. If you're in an abusive situation this morning, you call the church office, we'll help you. We'll help you get to a place of safety. Maybe your marriage can be restored, I'm not sure. Depends on the other person. But you must forgive, but you do not have to continue to be hurt and abused. That is never God's will. Pastor Mark, what if I don't forgive? What if I just can't do it? Well, go back to Matthew 18. Let's see, verse 31. What happens when we refuse God's command to forgive? When the other servants saw what happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master, Everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. Notice this. You wicked servant. He wasn't obedient. And it says this. The master says, I canceled all of your debt because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers. We'll talk about this at the end of our teaching to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. If I don't forgive, God is going to judge me. Watch me. There's a cascade of disaster waiting for me if I refuse to forgive. And it's all put there by God to get me on the road to forgiving them. He wants me on that road. He won't leave me over there. And so all kinds of things will come into my life. What are these Tagamet and Nexium and Zantac for? What are they for? Tell me. Stomach problem. It's because there's too much acid in your stomach. They're called H2 blockers. I used to be able to write the formula, but I couldn't write it for you anymore. I've been out of pharmacy too long. But when you take it, it blocks the acid. It helps you to heal. Well, what do these have to do with unforgiveness? Everything. Here's the first thing you want to write. Unforgiveness affects us spiritually and physically and emotionally. God requires people to forgive. This is non-negotiable. Today, Pastor Mark taught that because of the great sin debt Jesus paid, we're expected to forgive the trespasses of those in our life. While the Lord does not call for you to remain in an unhealthy situation, He does expect you to have a heart of forgiveness towards people. He cares less about your trust in others and way more about your willingness to forgive. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Unforgiveness can affect a person spiritually, physically, and emotionally. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will suggest that some of the pain and ailments in your life could be caused by unforgiveness. No one wants their life to be ruled by anything, especially bitterness or hate. Through forgiving one another, you can experience a full body cleanse. How can you rid yourself of the acid of unforgiveness? We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here